welcome everybody. You guys have been praying for if you're just tuning in and we are going to jump into the word of God. It is good to see everybody. And I believe today's message has got a little something for everybody. Excuse me. And it's called fill in the blank. And I'm going to talk a little bit more on that. You know what I was telling folks, the guys at work sometimes said, what you preaching on? I said, fill in the blank. They said, that's kind of, that's kind of vague, isn't it? <laughs> I said, well, you know what? There is something in this message for everyone. I pray that every message that we speak, there's something in there for everyone. But today, I want us to really take a minute and insert ourselves into the to the sermon and allow God to do his mighty work in us. So I pray everybody having a good weekend so far. Good, good, good. It's been good. Anybody get enough rain the other day? <laughs> Woo, it was coming down. But I pray through the message today, we get a good understanding of how much God loves us individually. Amen. See, for us to share it with anybody else, we have to have to understand that in our hearts first, amen? We make it personal. I say that every week, making it personal. personal. But understanding how good God is and his love for us and what he's done for us and the promises of the Lord. How many people like to hear about the promises of God? That's encouraging, isn't it? Man, God said he'll do this. God said he's going to do this. But you know, there's two sides of every coin. God says, hey, look, I want you to be obedient. I want you to follow along, right? So that's why we want to just continue to grow in his word. We mentioned it before we came online, and I want to invite everybody online as well. Uh, every Tuesday night, unless there's terrible weather, uh, we try to get together from 7 to 8.15 and do a little Bible study. And the great thing about the Bible study is this. We take you right where you are, just like when you come in here. That's how God does it. That's how we do it. We want to be a mirror of Christ to other folks. And um, so you think, well, man, oh, y'all already started the Bible study. I can't fit in. No. You can fit in anytime. If you miss a week, come on back. It's always, you know, it's always relevant to what's going on. So I just want to throw that out there and invite folks. Because I don't know about you guys. I can use a pick-me-up through the week. How about you? That's why we do it on Tuesday. We can't wait till Wednesday. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. The whole truth is that we need to do it every day. We need to start our day with the Lord and spend our day with the Lord and continue to lift up one another in the Lord. So that's, with that being said, does anyone ever feel a little anxious and overwhelmed at times? All right, I'm going to pray for y'all. I'm going to ask you again to tell the truth. How many folks How many folks at times feel a little anxious, a little overwhelmed? All right. All right. How many school teachers we got in here? Oh, Lord, pray for me. It's my wife. But I know when and kids getting ready to go back to school, all right, get a little anxious. Y'all remember the first day of school? You know, my mom was like, oh, you're going to wear these new pants and everything else. I said, I don't care what I'm wearing. I don't want to go. How about that? You know? And then you get in there. Everybody had their pants on. you walking like this because they still walking around like that. You look like a robot. You know, that's probably how they got that dance going. But, you know, once you get things going, it's okay getting in the groove. So if you're just getting back in the groove of going to church or whatever like that, just realize, hey, you know what? Everybody, everybody's going to love you right where you are, and that's a good thing. And we went to church. We went to school to learn. I pray that we come to church to worship and learn. Amen. So with that being said, I'm going I'm to give you God's word on this whole situation. If you got your Bibles with you today, it's going to be in Philippians 4, 6. we got some selected uh, scriptures that we'll go to. But we're going to kind of break this thing out. And it says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition. With thanksgiving, present your request to God. How often do we just give God the grocery list? I need, I want, I need, I want, I need, I want. Right? And God's so gracious, he'll still listen to that. But a lot of times we need to check our motives, don't we? Check our hearts in this situation. So you think about that. We, I pray that we can just hone in on the things that we would put in that blank. What is it? Think about this. When you say fill in the blank, what is it in your life? That is keeping you from God's best. Think about that. 
Somebody need a longer blank? Sometimes I need a couple of lines, right? You know? Sometimes it's the guy in the mirror. Sometimes it's unforgiveness. Sometimes it's worry. Sometimes it's doubt. Sometimes it's whatever. But I will tell you this. All the time, it is God willing to help you in that situation. All right? So with that being said, I want to really look at three areas today. And I kind of broke it out to useless, used up, and useful. I think all of us can fill in those blanks as we go along. But I really pray that you guys are encouraged with this message today. And so with that being said, I'm going to jump in. If everybody's ready, say amen. amen. All right. I want to thank Miss Tanya again for always, always putting these things together. You know, I, I, when I get, when I send them to her and I get them back and go, man, that's cool. Look at that fork. That's pretty useless, isn't it? It is. So, you know what? That is a good, I need one of those on my back. I always say that. But guess what happened? Miss Joan brought stuff I could eat. Finger food. Thank you. <laughs> I love it. So, here's a question. Have you ever felt useless? I'm the only one. It's lonely in here, Lord. <laughs> Have you ever felt useless sometimes? It's overwhelmed, man. Just like, oh, man, I, I'm not making a difference. You know? And when we get like that, what we're doing, we're really dancing with the devil, aren't we? Dancing with defeat. You know, we start talking about that problem, boy. We start talking about that problem, making that problem big, and then we want to find other people that will agree with us about the size of our problem. You ever notice that? And if they don't agree with you, so well, you just don't understand. <laughs> you ever had that? Oh, all the guys that are married are going, I ain't saying nothing. You know, we do that. Oh, man, you just don't know what I'm going through. I say this most every time I speak. I am never underestimating what you're going through by no means. I can't say, oh, yeah, I've been through this now. I've been through a few things. You guys have been through a lot of things. But we never have to go through anything without the Lord. That's what I want you to hear today. That's what I want you to hear. So think about this, and we, we touch on this from time to time, a little bit about worry. And I said, worry doesn't bring a great return. You, you, ever, you ever thought about that? You know, I, I think about this. I said, you know, we get an attitude and somebody doesn't agree with our problem, and then we just roll it all into this big thing called worry. But here's the problem. Worry doesn't bring a great return. We can invest in a lot of things, but worry is not one of those things that we need to continue on. How many people worry a little bit? We do. I have to say this. I know the folks have been here for a while. Get tired of hearing. Have you ever worried a problem to 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 the other end where it was a where it was a good thing? Can you worry enough to make things right? Why are you worrying? It's easier said than done. But if you break it down like that, it's like I really have no control of that. You know? Hey, I think we can pray about it. Absolutely. I think we can go to God and, and with our petition, like the, the word said. But you know what? I'm to a point in my life at 52 years old. If if worry is going to take all my energy and not change it, I don't want to worry. I want to be productive in that. And we're going to talk about a few things. And I said, worry is useless. Faith is priceless. You can write that down. Worry is useless. Faith is priceless. So if I'm going to invest my energy in something, I want a good return. How about y'all? I want a good return. And I know when I put my faith and trust in the Lord and seek him in it, even if I don't get the result the time I want, or the way I want, time spent with God is not a bad thing, is it? God is training us and showing us and, and, and tweaking things in our life. Are we moldable? Are we continuing to, to follow along with that? And I pray today that we're encouraged with that. So how many people going to worry this week? That's what I said. Nobody. Chuck, you going to worry? Not, not by the end of this, you won't. Not by the end of this, brother. He's just being honest. I probably will. But you know what? I pray that we get the tools in our spiritual tool belt to combat that today. 
to fill up on faith. I appreciate everybody. I really do. So take a look at this. And I said, really, worry is useless. It really is. Now, I'm not going to stand here and tell you I never worry, okay? But I tell you what, I'd rather just focus on the things that I can, can change. I, I've talked to people, I talked to a lot of folks through the week, and I'm not minimizing different things. And, and you know, we got some different projects at work, and we're like, man, we got to take all this stuff out, we got to put all this stuff in, and it might not fit. It might not fit. I'm thinking, we got a guy with a welder and a burner, it's going to fit. Don't worry about it. You know what I mean? We got saws, we got hammers. They don't let me use them, but, but, <laughs> and Miles go, amen. Yeah. But I mean, it's going to come around. Yeah. You ever been on the job? You know, I've been on my job for 32 years out there. And I have seen some amazing people go through that place, man. And I've seen some folks go and you think, man, you know, I'm leaving this place. It's just going to fold up. Guess what? That's not going to happen. The wheel keeps turning. That's the way the world was made. And I tell you what, if I slump over here today, I'd hate to think y'all would shut the doors on the church and go home. I want to leave a legacy, man. This is God's thing. It's not Buddy's thing, you know? And, and so that's why I want to continue to grow us and continue to go and just say, man, see how fast things can happen? Y'all know Jesus, right? <laughs> you know? That's the thing there. What is it that we're investing in? Does it bring eternal dividends? That's the big picture. So you know what? Don't waste your time worrying about things. Take your time and pray about things. Amen? Take your time and pray about things. I said, don't let, I said let go of the things that rob your faith. Have you ever noticed that? There is a lot of things. There's a lot of faith robbers in our life. You ever seen that? Negative folks. They'll rob you blind, won't they? Oh, my goodness. I know that doesn't happen to anybody. I remember when I first started out in ministry. It's, it's so funny. It just popped in my mind. In about, like, 1998, I did, the first, I did a cassette. Didn't know anything about anything other than God is good, and, and I put my faith and trust in him. I was just trying to hold on, baby Christian, you know? And so the Lord gave me a song. He gave me some more songs. I said, well, I'll just record some songs. See, God will work from where you're, where you're standing. I was in the rock and roll thing. I didn't know anything else. I played guitar to Okay. You know, so in my mind, I was just going to be the God guitar guy. You know? There you go. But that wasn't the case. But he was so gracious to start there. And then one of my buddies said, man, we're doing street ministry, man. You want to come out and do some street ministry? I said, nah, that's your thing. I just do this. So I was kind of putting it all in. I said, man, you know, I'll donate. I think that's great. I'll make some sandwiches. I said, I, I, don't, I don't do that. I remember this. It sounds so stupid now, but it was, that's what was, that's how I was a baby Christian. I said, but I don't really do that. And you know what my buddy said? He said, well, how you know if you ain't never done it before? I go, ooh. He said, we'll be there Saturday. I said, okay, what time? So 7 o'clock, East End. I said, okay, I'll pray now. <laughs> anybody, anybody in the neighborhood going, you going where? Yeah. So we went down there. And the first time we were there, I had the privilege of turning around and talking to somebody and leading them to the Lord. Man, I got excited. See, that's what I'm all about, people knowing the Lord, right? So I called my buddy up. He said, how'd it go? I said, man, you ain't going to believe who I met today. He said, oh, you see somebody you know? I said, you ain't going to believe who I met today. He said, I said, Jesus. He said, he was, I said, he was all over the place. He was working. He was going, man, I was handing out sandwiches. I was playing, praying for people and everything else. This is so crazy. The guy, I remember this. This has been years ago. The guy's name was Curtis Green. And I was standing there. I, I, told, I told my buddy Chris, I said, well, what am I supposed to do? He said, just do what you do. I don't know what I do. I don't have a guitar. See, I use that as my little six-string crowbar. See, if I said, I, I don't know what to say. I play a song. 
I, I, don't, I don't know what to do. I'll play you a song. See, I was, I was hiding behind that. That got stripped away. He said, just do what you do, man. Just be you. I said, okay. So people coming by, and, and we're handing out sandwiches. Hey, how you doing today, you know? Uh, can I pray for you? People praying for people. I said, no problem. So this guy, I see this guy walking. He's walking along. Turn around. All of a sudden, he comes over and comes straight to me. I go, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, uh, yeah, I'm all right. I said, would you like a sandwich? He said, yeah, that's what I mean. Give me a sandwich. <laughs> Grab that bag. Ooh, how about that? The old buck rose tried to come up on me a little bit more. I was like, oh, whatever. I, I know they didn't come down here for me to be wrestling in the street, probably getting whipped anyway. I just like, man, that's kind of crazy trying to help somebody. I said, uh, I said, okay, man, have a good day. And the guy took like three steps and he turned around and he goes, uh, I can see God just working on the guy. And I'm going, and I'm going like, and I go, he goes, uh, I lied to you. I said, you lied to me. He said, I don't need a sandwich. He said, I was down in that intersection down there, man. Something told me to come over here and talk to you. I don't know what it is, but what, what are you telling me? Uh, Jesus loves you. And I started sharing the gospel message. And this grown man was in his 40s, fell to his knees, bawling. I said, God, I need the Lord. And I'm going, what just happened? What just happened? You know what happened? I was available. It wasn't about me. It was just being available. But God was teaching me a, a, a really awesome lesson. Oh, amen. Bless you. You don't have to have your guitar. You don't have to have your Bible under, memorized under your, your, your pillow or anything else. God will use you where you are, how you are, if you're pointing to him. And that guy gave his life to the Lord. And he cried. And he just was pouring out. He said, man, you just don't know what's going on in my life. I said, well, obviously God does if he drew you down here to tell you how good his son is and how much he loves you, man. And see, what what turned that man's heart wasn't, you need to go to, you. It was the grace and the love of God. And that just turned everything. It drew him in. He said, man, y'all out here. Where you live? I said, I live He said, you come out here every Saturday. I said, today's my first Saturday. But I'll be back, Lord willing. Did that for two years. And God was, was, I thought I was being a blessing. You know, sometimes you go to be a blessing, but when you go for the right motive, you end up being blessed. You know? It, it, I met so many amazing folks there. And God was just using that. Started out with 12 people, three people and 12 bag lunches. And the time I moved on something else, we had three stops and over 100 and some lunches. I'm telling you, you want, you want your heart touched. You go in a, an area down there, way down. I don't know where. I don't keep remember some of the number streets down there. And we'd be praying with our little group that start growing, 15 people, 20 people. And you'd be praying. Everybody'd be praying in the morning. But we don't have that much sandwich. We don't. You're going to have to multiply this. You know. And we're praying. And you hear the traffic going by, and you hear the traffic stop. And you feel somebody come in a circle and get in there. People were stopping on the side of the road, man. Going to work and going to play and stop and join in. So I don't know what's going on. He said, but I just felt like I could come in here and join in and pray. You ever seen that? You know what that does to your faith when you think, man, I'm not making a difference. This is useless. And God said, I'll tell you what's useless. When you think it's useless. When you turn around and you are obedient to those small steps of the Lord, man, let me tell you, the big blessing is coming. Just a little sidetrack there. So you know what? Don't let, let those things rob your faith. If it doesn't look like it's going to be a big deal, if it doesn't look, well, you know, it doesn't look good. It doesn't, I don't think that's going to work out. And all this. Just seek the Lord about it. Many of the things that we've been a part of, 
You know, maybe it doesn't look right on paper. You pray about it. God says, I'm going to make that work out. You know, maybe you're going through a situation in, with your family or in your life or in your business or at school. And you say, man, I don't know how this is going to work out. Let me tell you, God can work it out. I don't always know how. I don't always know when. How about you? But God will continue loving you through it. Amen. And we're going to come alongside you as a church family and keep on walking with you. Everybody doing good? Take a look at this. I said, it's hard to grab hold of what God has for your future if your hand is full of the past. Somebody, that's a good place to say amen. If you plow backwards, well, I used to. I could have. Well, if I'd have had more education, if I'd have done this, if, 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 if. Why don't you just say, if I would be obedient to the Lord today, if I would stand my ground and say, Lord, I'm yours, what would happen in your life today? Don't let all the past mistakes come in. All the would have, should have come in to say, you know what, Lord? This is, this is how simple my prayer life is. Lord, I don't know, I don't know what to do. You gotta fix it. Lord, I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the doctors are saying. I don't even, I can't even spell half the words they're saying. I, I, I'm just trusting you to fix it. Lord, I, I don't know what's going on in my marriage or my relationships or with my kids or what's going on, but Lord, I, I'm just trusting you. And then I start reading this word. Lord, show me in your word where I can grab hold of a promise and hold on to it. Man. Show me where I can sink my teeth into what you promised, and I'll just hold on to that. And I go to bed praying that, and I wake up in the morning praying about that. And throughout the day, and I go, Lord, you know, and, and, and sometimes I say, Lord, just give me a glimpse of what you're working on. Because sometimes it just seems like there's nothing going on. Just give me a glimpse of what's going on. And so you would just continue to pull and draw me into those things. I just need to hear something from you to encourage me, Lord. And God has a way of doing that. So here you go. Let me ask the question. When we're looking at all these things and investing in all these different things, here's a good way to kind of line it up. Because what I'm doing is glorifying God. If we would run that through there, is it glorifying God? I can tell you in my life, if I would ask that before I would head down certain roads, the probably the answer would be no. How about you guys? And there's things, and here's something else. There's things that God asks us to do that would glorify me when we still say no. I'm not here to beat you up, I'm here to lift you up here to lift you up today, to know that you know what? God says he's full of fresh starts. Anybody like fresh starts, new days? We just need to let some of that stuff go, amen? And keep on rolling. Alright, we're going to cut through this thing for sure. Anybody ever feel used up? Huh? I did not pick that one, but I do like that one. For all you that have not seen one of these things on my Facebook channel from about two years ago, how many people you know 50 years old can get locked in the outhouse at work? <laughs> I'm good. I said, nobody's going to believe this. I actually filmed that part. And I go in there, I go shut the bathroom, do everything in there. I go, and I'm like, I can't get out. <laughs> and we're on, we're on this, this, this secret mission we're doing at work and everything, so I call everybody. They don't have their phones. I said, well, somebody's going to be looking for me because I got the keys. You know, all of a sudden, I get a hold of somebody. I said, oh. I said hey, man. He said, where are you at? I said, I'm in the bathroom. He said, you feeling okay? I said, I, I, I can't get out of the bathroom. <laughs> Stop messing around. Because I do like to play. I go, I'm telling you, get the toolbox and come get me. <laughs> Wrong answer. Here comes all the fellas. And they go, Crawl under. I just had knee surgery. I can't get under there. Go over the top. My hand's too fat. 
Yeah. I was feeling pretty useless at the time. And my one buddy goes, you think we ought to call the fire department? I go, don't you call the fire department. Don't you call the fire department. Oh, man, that was, that was it. So finally, they went and broke the lock off and got me out. I was like, I'm free. Man. Yeah. I tell people something. Things are going on in our lives. And I know in my life and your life. You can't even make this stuff up. You know, most of them go all All right, I'm ready to go. You know, it's just something like that. So sometimes you just feel used up and useless. Well, that was one of those days. But you know, a lot of times people will use you up, won't they? They'll just call you over and over. Want you to, oh, one more time, one more thing. And here's, here's a good word for us. And I, I had to start putting this into to practice in my life. It's okay to say no. Everybody say no. no. It's okay to say no sometimes. You know, this is something I learned. You cannot be everything to everybody. That's God's job. Do what you can. You will find yourself to be worn out, ineffective, frustrated, and hard to live with. You know? So ask God to set your schedule. How many people ask God to set their schedule in the morning? Man, we take off. We, man, we're ready to go. We're ready to go. We're turning around, and, and yesterday I had a plan. I mean, I had a plan down. I had a plan down. We'll get up, and we'll do this, and we'll go to my mom's, and we'll go there, go this, and I got a phone call. It's like, my motorcycle broke down. Now, I could have said, you know what, man, hey, man, you're not on my list. I was like, well, I'll be there in five minutes. I'll be there as soon as I can, you know. We have to be able to adapt the schedule to the priorities, amen, you know. It seems like sometimes we have no priorities and we just do whatever. And then sometimes we have priorities that are so tough and rigid like that that we miss out on God. We miss out on God. And you know what? A lot of times... Let me just say this. Are you willing to let God interrupt your schedule? Or are we willing to ask God for his schedule we walk in that? It's amazing. You know, people say, man, I don't have any idea how you get done what you get done. I don't be either as God. You know? Many of you guys got so many things going and different things happening. It just amazes to me. I was like, man, so many folks that are gifted here. It's, it's, it's crazy. You know? And it's okay for, for you not to have all the gifts. Right? You know, when I get something broke, I go, Robert, can you look at my truck? Can you fix this? You know, can you do this? Something else, you know? I got a plumbing problem. I know who to call. Let them work in their gifting. You know? Let them do that. And I appreciate that. Because usually, like, one of my buddies that used to work on my stuff told me, he says, look, man, why don't you do us both a favor? Stop trying to fix it. Call me early. <laughs> it's going to save you money. I said, yeah, you're right. You're right. My, 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 I had a brother-in-law one time. He had a garage for a while. And he didn't know I was listening. But when I walked up to pay for the thing, he said, look. And he's probably messing with me, but anyway, he's probably halfway to telling the truth. He goes, look, man, I want you guys to safety wire the hood shut before he gets back. Oh, I didn't know you were here. He's like, man, you don't, you don't need to be in that. There's a lot of things that are like we really don't need to be into, right? What is it? Fill in the blank that, you know, what? Well, there's things that we need to let go, and there's things that we need to take hold of. And I pray that we hear that today. So a lot of times we, we, we try to... Please everybody, but we cannot please everybody. And somebody said, amen. How about this? Whose strength are you living in? Are we trying to do everything for everybody and, 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 and do it on your own strength? I'm going to tell you what, how much strength I got. Very little. About every birthday I get less, you know. But I'll tell you what. When I'm drawn on the strength of the Lord, that's a whole different thing. How many people like to quit? Not many people like to quit. But a lot of times we do, don't we? I think if the Lord says, okay, that's enough, that's one thing. But man, are you passionate about 
whatever God has put in your life. Are you pursuing that? Man, give it your all. And if that's what God's called you to do, he's going to give you the tools and the strength and the folks to do it. Amen. You know, I think about this when we first started doing the ministry stuff. Had different people. I didn't know anything about anything. And some people say, I think it's still the same. But I played guitar and I loved the Lord. But I didn't know how to record stuff. So I was like, got with one of my band buddies and started recording stuff. I didn't know how to do all the paperwork. God brings Miss Tiny. We didn't know how to keep up the website. Tim would come on board. He said, I don't know anything about that. I said, oh, you can do it. Oh, you can do it. See, I'm going to tell you what. Part of, part of leadership is empowering the people and encouraging the people. Be the biggest resource they need. What you need? What you need? Let's pray about it. Boom. Got that going. Then, I'll never forget about this. I said, man, you know what? This is Now everybody's got an app. I remember that. I said, you know what? We need a church app, man. Tim's like, yeah, that'd be good. I said, you can do it. He said, I never did it. I said, no, but you can do it. You can do it. What do we need? What do we need? You know? Guess what? He did it. What is it that God's given you the gift in doing? Now, this is just a few things, right? Different stuff like that. Man, you know, sometimes we try stuff and it doesn't work out. Sometimes we try something and say, that was a great deal. That was great. Let's keep on moving. You never know what's going to come out of a conversation. But start that conversation with the Lord and see what comes out of that conversation. And you might just be surprised. When we're living in his strength, man, we see that, you know what, he's in control. And guess what? We control very little. How many people know somebody, don't point to them, that love to control everything? And they're the first ones that they don't. Come on now. You know they do. Anybody ever drive with anybody that likes to control? I'm looking this way. Anybody? I know it's not, it couldn't be anybody in my house, but I've heard these things before. You know, you start driving. I've been really blessed over time. Most of the vehicles I had hadn't been worth much over time. I've had like 50-some vehicles trading and stuff like that. So I drove a few vehicles. But there's something about the mama mobile. You're driving too fast. You're driving too slow. Don't turn. Don't turn. Do y'all ever get this? <laughs> I love you, baby. But I, I'm thinking, my son's leaving. He means I don't even want to see what's going to happen here. <laughs> don't lock the door, son. I might have to escape. <laughs> and I'm sure it's nothing on my ball. But sometimes, you know, I'm driving my truck, then I drive the car, and my brakes are different, so sometimes I get a little bit closer to people. What are you doing? I was eating carrot cake and driving. You know, something like that. I don't know. But you know what I'm saying is this whole thing. We, we try to control it. I was like, well, do you want to drive? No, I don't want to drive. Can I drive? Just let me drive, right? We like to drive other people's lives, don't we? How many people can spend somebody else's money better than theirs? Oh, be honest. You know, yeah, it is. Oh, well, you know what? My mother-in-law said, yeah, she put it in my father-in-law, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just, well, you know, I can't believe they bought that. I can't believe they said that. I can't believe, what in the world? What do they think they're doing buying that? You know what I mean? They got I don't care. Because that dude's not coming to my house. I'm just using that for, for example. We try to spend their money. And it was, well, you know what? That was my kid. Come on now. now. Oh, boy. Look at it. You're going to get hurt on that one. Well, I can't believe such and such. You have no control of that. But you want to drive it, don't you? Yeah. How's things going at your work? Oh, man, it's been rough. Yeah, I'll tell you what, if they did that to me. <laughs> yeah, I bet. How long have you been at that job? 40 years? I don't know. Just 40 years. You know, you got to take and give. 
And that whole thing right there, I just, sometimes we, we don't even realize how much we try to control it, you know? We just try to control it all, man. We want to do that. Well, let's do this and do this and do this. And as time goes by, I just I realize I have very, very little control. And as soon as I let go of that, I realize I let God do more work now. I let the master handle it now. I'm not going to now I'm not telling you, oh, I don't know, man. You know, God's going to fix it. Hey, we have a part to play. Seek the Lord. See what's going on. But you know what? Don't try to micromanage everything and everybody. Man. I tell you what, today probably just saved you a $40 copay if you apply this. Because your blood pressure will come right on down. So how many people like laughing at yourself? How many people like laughing at me? Hands everywhere. Yeah. My family loves it. I can't believe you did that. Sometimes you got to laugh at yourself. You know? I'm not saying beat yourself up. Sometimes I'm working on something I go, that was not a good idea. And I'm thinking, then what do you do? You look around and see who's looking. How many people have ever tripped? What do you do? First thing you do. First thing you do, you hear my sister-in-law laughing if she's anywhere around. That's one, of, that's one of her things. She goes, I'm so sorry. Are you all right? It was so funny when you fell. She don't mean nothing by it. It tickles her. And what I, do, what I do when I fall or do something, I call her. I said, boy, you missed this one. She said, what happened? Because she was like, well, I was on the top step, fell all the way down to the bottom. I heard somebody screaming and crying. It was me. You did? I said, yeah. Did you get hurt? Yeah, a little bit. You'll be all right. Tell me again. <laughs> what is it we like with that? I got to tell you this one time, man. I come down the steps. We got seven steps in our house. Boom. Boom. Fell out there. I said, Ooh. I heard somebody. I said, oh, my gosh. Somebody is hurt out here. Somebody sounds like they're dying. It was me. I got back up there. Crawled back up. You know, the movie Stella. <laughs> get up there. I'm clawing on the door. I get up there. And then he's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I know they love me, but see, I play around a lot, and, and I'm, I'm like chicken little. I probably shouldn't do that anymore, especially at my age. So I get there, and I go, I said, I fell. I fell. I fell. I said, what'd you do that for? <laughs> you got rails. But, but I fell, baby. I fell. I'm hurt. I think I broke my hip. What are you, you're still laying down, right? I'm laying there. I'm over here, and I'm, I'm, we got light green carpet in this one here. I said, I, I think I'm going into shock. She said, I said, baby, I said, baby, I said, I think I'm going to throw up. She said, well, get off the carpet. <laughs> True story. I said, just help me up. I'm going to work with guys. I said, y'all right? He said, man, you look like you have. I said, it's all right. They said, it's all right, brother. Help me. I wanted to say, my wife told me not to keep on coming. But see, we, we want to control things, man. And we think, oh, yeah, it's all right. It's good. Now she's 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 been she's been a little bit more compassionate over the years, but there's sometimes you just go, man, I could just use a little. Ooh. But what probably what I just needed to get up and go to work. That's what she was thinking. You gonna be late, big boy? Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So we have very little control, but everybody needs a cheerleader sometimes, right? Amen. All right, let's keep on going. Take a look at this. This is the next verse in line here, four seven. It says, "When we do it, let's go ahead and read this in context here." Right, four six back here on your handout it says, "Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and pe uh, petition with thanksgiving present your present your request to God." And it goes on to say, "Then you will experience God's peace." Anybody like that? Which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your heart and mind as you live in Christ Jesus. Man, take these verses, man, and, and pin them in your heart. Speak them out. You can't, you can't be everything to everybody, like I said, and, and realize that. 
But here's the truth. Take a look at this. We might not have all the answers, but God does. We might not get all the things that we need at the same I won't say need, that we want when we want them. But God will give us everything we need as we seek him. Amen. And I said, you know, look at this. I said, this is so good. And we just need to receive this. And so when we do this, we begin to let the Lord start working in those areas of our life that we never let him in before. We can come to church. We can do certain things. But a lot of times what happens, we still got those little compartments that we're saving for us. Right? I pray today that, you know what, that we open our hearts to those things and allow God to work in those things. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. How many know that I haven't talked about my dog in almost three weeks, so you know we're doing right? <laughs> Sasha, everybody knows my dog, my little three-legged wonder. Man, I'm going to tell you what. If anybody would love to experience the, the loving care of my animal sometime, feel free if it's a rainstorm. I'll share her. <laughs> How many know we got a lot of rain the other day? Sasha doesn't like the rain. And like I said, we have medicine we have to give the dog, and if she won't take it, one of us will take it. Because somebody's going to have to take the medicine, medicine and she's just going to, she's getting like that. So Denise's like, I stayed up with her last time. I was like, all right. So we hold her a little bit, and she's shaking, poor thing. Now, I've had dogs all my life. And I tell Mike had a dog like this. I said, man, what's he talking about? He goes, man, you don't understand. My dog don't like storms. Well, I understand now. <laughs> Sometimes you don't understand until you walk through those things, right? And so Sasha's getting all excited and everything else. We give her some medicine. She's still all excited. And, she's, and, and she doesn't be, She tries to get up on this, and then she'll try to get up on here. And she's a 50-pound, three-legged dog. She don't do bookcases real good. But she's getting overwhelmed. She's getting anxious. So I sit there and tell her, I said, you're beautiful. I talk to her everything else. And then she's waiting. So finally we went up in our music room. I said, well, I don't think she could hurt anything up here. And she walks on the back of the, the couch. And she's whacking on the back. And she's over on Thomas's old drum set. And I'm going, I'll just pick you up if you fall. Because at this point, I can't do anything else. I can't even hold her. You know? And I'm going, man, what's going on? And, and we've been dealing with this for years, so it's kind of like second nature. We're back and forth. Back and forth. She's over here. And every 15 minutes, I'm awake. Because she's back up doing this. She doesn't have much peace in that situation. Now, I'm talking about a scared little dog. A lot of times we, we act like that, maybe on a different level. We get overwhelmed. We start looking at things and not realizing how safe we are in our father's arms. If Sasha would realize how safe she is, baby, ain't nothing going to happen to you. Not as long as I'm breathing. I got you. I got you. I got you. I believe God's telling us that many times, and we're still climbing on the bookcase. We're still trying to get up higher on something else and everything else. And let me tell you, finally when she fell asleep and I fell asleep about 5 o'clock in the morning, and I woke up about 7, she was on the floor and I said, oh my gosh, I'm always scared she's going to have a heart attack. I said, Sasha, nothing. Sasha, nothing. I'm sitting on the side of her. Baby. She said, why do you tell that story? She's absolutely wore out, tired out, half dead. Not minimizing what she's been through. Not minimizing, you know, she got hit by a car before we got her. She lost her leg. She's been through a lot of different things. Now, on a good day, you say, man, that dog is wonderful. She's having a great day. But as soon as the storms roll in, she gets a little nervous. How about us when the storms roll in? I pray today when the storms roll in, we realize that our Heavenly Father is, is holding us. 
we might be used up, but God's grace and God's goodness is never used up. Somebody say amen there. I hope y'all hear that for sure. So guess what? That whole thing. We do have the choice. We have a choice to believe. We have a choice to believe that God can, can, can work this thing out. How many people have put their faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ for eternal life? Amen. People everywhere. So you're trusting God in the finished work of the cross to hold you in his arms, set you in the family of God for eternity. Is that correct? Amen. Do you think if God can take care of that, he can take care of your situation at home? Do you think he can take care of your job? Do you think he can take care of your health? Do you think he can do those things? Put it in perspective. I'm not minimizing it. I'm maximizing the grace of God, the goodness of God. Sometimes we just need to focus on that and say, man, let me tell you, look at this. Then you will experience God's peace, which extends, exceeds everything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. As you live in Christ Jesus. As we continue on, as we experience more and more what God's doing, as we're trusting in what God's doing. You know, it's easy to say, man, I'm going through this thing. Well, you just got to trust God. How do I do that? A step at a time. A prayer at a time. And just move. And sometimes it's just being still and knowing that he is God. Amen? Sometimes it's just saying, you know what, God, I don't, I don't know what to do next. So just stay right where you are until you hear the next thing that God has you to do. It's okay. Just running around and, and, and jumping up and down, you know, like this. Guess what? It's not showing much faith. It's not giving God much work. I said, Sasha, sit down. Sasha, don't do it. Sasha, Sasha, Sasha. Over and over, I'm calling her name, and she can't help. She is off the rails, man. She is over here on top of the telephone. She's over here. She's back over here. She's getting on my guitar case. She's knocking drum stuff over. She's on a mixing board. She's doing She's out of control. She's frightened. She's scared. Now, we might not be like that to the, to the 10th power, but I thought about that. I said, man, that poor thing. If she could just grasp how much I love her. If she could just grasp how much I, I, I can protect you. I can take care of you. I, I, I want to make sure you're safe. And the Lord whispers through my heart, that's what I do with you. Wow. See, I believe there's a sermon in everything. I probably preach more sermons on a three-legged dog than anybody ever known a man. But that dog is teaching me some stuff, man. God uses my little dog to show me so many things. What is it that God puts in your life that shows you things about his grace and his mercy? We have a choice. Now, here's the question. Are we going to choose wisely? I pray that we do. Let's keep on going. We'll bring this in home now. Let's talk about being useful. We'll go back to our scripture again and kind of break it out a little bit. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and petition. Let's break it down. We hammered it down pretty good on the anxious part, right? But now look at But in everything by prayer and petition. Not by complaining and manipulating. Uh-oh. About his toes just rolled up, didn't he? How many people can complain their problem so much that it gets better? Oh, I should say that it gets bigger. Because it will get bigger. Oh, I can't believe that. And you ever notice people that, that have fear, fear? I started. I was reading some stuff this week. You know, when, they, when I'm going to jump back a little bit here. When they were getting ready to go into the promised land, sent 12 guys in there to look, right? They had all this fruit. They had all these things, man, everything else. But two guys said, let's do it. Let's do it. But 10 guys started out and they said, well, it's just this one thing. The people are big. And it went from the one thing to it's they're so big, we don't know what to do. They're so big. I mean, even the babies are big. 
You know, now, you see what's happening? Yeah, what do you think? They got a 150 pound baby? You know? And then they got going to see what's happening. They're building that momentum. That fear is going. And these guys said, we're ready to go in. Let us go in. Two guys said, I'm ready to go in. We're going to take it. God's going to give it to us. But guess what? They kept mouthing and everything. And then they said, look at this, man. I think it's in Numbers. But it's back. Joshua's getting ready to go with him and Caleb. And they're talking, giving a report to Moses. Everybody's around. And these guys said, man, we are like grasshoppers compared to these guys. Really? That's a big guy. If you like grasshopper. I'm not saying they weren't big. But see, see what they did? They, they, they start tweaking it. And guess what? Fear started to grip the people's heart. Guess what it bought them? 40 years in the desert. Man, I don't want to stay in the desert any longer than I have to. How about you guys? I think we seek the Lord and see what's going on. But look at that. My whole point of that, that little story there, it wasn't useful. It was, it was used. They were just turning around. So guess what? If that, if, if fear deplete, depletes and it brings in doubt, I should say, what should faith do? Faith can be able to take us and bring us up and say, you know what? It's possible. What happens when something is possible? Man, when you get it, oh man, you say it's impossible. We're always dealing with things that are impossible. That's, that's the cutting edge of stuff, right? I'm going to tell you something that I believe was totally, absolutely impossible. Y'all ready? Everybody look right here. Look right here. Everybody looking right here? Look, it's right here. I would have never, ever, ever, ever thought that God would call me to preach. I'd probably start crying about it. This was not on my, this was, this was not on my list. You know? I, I, I just, and now it's the only thing I want to do. Just tell people because God put it in my heart. But God says, you know what? I'll use you. But guess what? I was running around like my dog. I can't. I can't do that. I can't. I can't. I don't even like to read. I get sick before school. I, oh my goodness. What am I going to. You ever do that? Oh man, you're just off the rails. And then the Lord told me this look in my word and see who I've used before. Gotta calm down. Okay. Let's look. Let's see. Moses, he killed somebody. I ain't gonna kill nobody. <laughs> but you know, you talk about your brother, he might say it's as bad as killing him. So I guess I guess I, I took out a few people over time. Man, look at David. He done murdered somebody. All these different things. Man, that's not good. Look at Rahab, she's a prostitute. Look at that. And I'm going through there. Look at Paul. He was, before he was Paul, he was Saul. He was going to go in the house and pull those Christians out. Here, let me hold your coat, Stone Stephen. And as I'm looking at the people that God used mightily in the Bible, I go, I'm your man. How about that? I'm thinking, if you'll work with this, I'll work with you. Because, you know. And think about this. Moses turns around and says, you know, hey, you got the burning bush and everything. He says, man, I want you to tell them to let my people go. I mean, no, Moses was not a real good speaker. Y'all know that? Think about that. I said, I got hope. There's hope. If he can lead all those people out of Egypt and everything, Lord, can you help me in Bacosa? You know? Hey, I'm thinking, we're good. We can do it. You know, as I said, we. Let's go a little bit deeper. He. But you know what? I got to be willing to trust him and willing to believe him. What is it? Fill in the blank. What is it you got to trust God on? You got to trust God on something today. You know, I got friends that's been in a lot of different things. We got to trust him each day. 
I'm not going to drink. I'm not going to use. I'm not going to do. I'm not going to. I'm not going to swear. I'm not whatever. Whatever fill in the blank is. But take it a step at a time. Say, Lord, you know what? You got me through that. You know what? Maybe say, you know what, Lord? I made it. I haven't been to church in a long time. I don't even know if I can sit in there a whole whole hour. You got 45 minutes down, man. You're going to make it. You're going to make it. You know? But look at that. Bring it to the Lord. Don't be complaining. Don't don't turn around and just be a naysayer. Be a Godsayer. Amen? Take a look at this. God has a plan, and all of us can be useful for the kingdom of God. We just need to start applying these things. I said, see, believing God has your best interest in mind, glorifies God, and it grows our faith. You can become contagious in a good way. You ever notice that? You can be contagious in a good way. You can also be toxic in a bad way. Everybody knows somebody, and hopefully there's nobody in here because we're just going to shine the light. But, you know, you ever been, just somebody you've been around and like, oh, my goodness. They're going to say it's going to be it's going to be wrong. You know, if you got a brand new, if you got a white dress or something, say, how you like that dress? Well, it's a little off white. You know, hey, uh, you know, whatever the case, you got a new job. Oh, yeah, but you got to drive two more blocks further now. It's upstairs. You know, they're going to find something. They're going to find something. I mean, help us, Lord, to be the folks that say, you know what? That's awesome. That's great. Focus on those positive. Focus on those things, man, that God has done for us. And then build on them, build on them, build on them. Let's take a look at some more scripture i got here to share with you. Are you willing? Are you willing to trust God? Are we willing to, to, to go to the Lord with thanksgiving and, and praising the Lord? Take a look at this. Fill in the blank. What is it that you need to leave at the cross today? What is it? Is it fear? Is it doubt? Is it relationships? Is it you being your worst enemy? Is it not trusting God? I, only you can fill that blank in. And I want to encourage you to take that where nobody can see it or whatever. Write it down and write it down in your heart and say, you know what, Lord, I'm, I'm going to fill in the blank in this area here. And what I need to let go but what I need to grab hold to. I'm going to give you, give you a little help on the grabbing hold to. Grab hold to the promises of God. Grab, grab hold to the grace of God. Grab hold to the relationship with Jesus Christ, amen? Now, I am not telling you that you know the Lord. You will never have a problem again in your life, amen? Somebody say amen. But I will tell you that you will never go through it alone. That's important to me. How about you guys? When everybody else feels like, you know what, man, that was a terrible decision. That was it. And maybe it was. God will still love you. God will still work with you, amen? If that wasn't the case, I mean, you'd never see me standing up here. Because God's grace is fresh and new every morning. Man, seek him and grab hold of that. But you know what? Sometimes we get wrapped around a wheel. We just want what we got now. I said, what good is it for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit a soul? Sometimes we live for just what we can get. What we're going to do. What we, why I'm going to be somebody. I'm going to be somebody someday. Oh, man. Isn't that something? Why? I pray that anything that I become is useful to glorify God and draw other people to God. Think about this. When you leave here, when, when you take your last breath and hopefully you've got a relationship with the Lord and you depart this earth here and you go to spend the rest of your days with, in heaven, will the work that you did, will the lives that you touched, will the relationships you have cultivate more of the same in a good way? In a good way. 
What would they say at your funeral? They say, I don't care what they're going to say. I don't care what they're going to say. I'm taking a big picture. Please say, I'm taking a big picture. I don't want to live a life and go, oh yeah, it's all about him. Hope they got some finger sandwiches when we leave here. You know? Or would it be like, man, you know what? That guy spent some time with me. You know what? When everybody else was busy, man, I could still call that guy. You remember that guy prayed for me one night and such and such. You know what? But I couldn't do this, 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 blah, 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 blah. Whatever. And there'll be a lot of things go. You remember the time he did, you know? You remember this? But I pray that my life will be used in a way to glorify God. Some days are better than others. Everybody say amen on that. But I'm seeking that. I desire that. Sometimes I fail miserably. But I'm not willing to lay down and stay there. I'm going to get back up because of God's grace and what he said. If he gives us another day, guess what? I want to serve him well. What else do we got here? You know how we, you know how we do that? By seeking his word. Look at this. 2 Timothy 3.16 says this. It says, all scripture is inspired. Sometimes it says in some versions, God breathed. Inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. Somebody say amen. I think one of the big things, one of the big things in our life that we really lose out on is when we keep the Bible closed. When we don't go to church and fellowship and learn more. When we miss out on the Bible studies, when we're not pursuing God. Man, I don't want to be in the same place next year that I am this year in my growth with my relationship with the Lord. But if I don't spend time, I will be. Does that motivate you? You've got to take little steps, little baby steps sometimes. And go and trust God in the small things. And then we can see him work into all things. Man, are you willing? Over and over, I said, man, you know, this is the whole thing. We've got to make a decision. I'm just going to bring this thing down here. We need to make a decision of what we're putting in here. I'm going to look at two sides of that. You can fill in the blank on the thing that is keeping God's best from you. Or you can fill in the blank that God is using in making your life useful. And whatever that is, if it's something useful, continue to draw into that. And God will multiply that. Multiply that. You know, and see and what and listen to what God has for us. Because how many people want to be useful for the kingdom of God? How many people want to be useful for their family? How many people want to be a plus in this thing? Right? And I'm not just talking about status or anything. I'm talking about finishing big for God. Finishing big. Most of the people that have been in my life have been through. I, I could go back and think of just some little thing that maybe they said that ignited something in me to keep going. Somebody might say, you know what, you, you can do this. Are you bringing life into the situation? Are you speaking life into the situation? Or is it everything Debbie down? And we hit this in the last couple of weeks, but it's part of life. It's part of life, man. It's part of life. We turn around, oh, well, I don't know about this. I don't know about this. Man, let's look at this. We want the, the peace that passes all understanding. We want to make sure that we're in tune to God's word. And we want to make sure that we're building on the inspired word of God. And today, I pray that, you know what, whatever that fill-in-the-blank thing is, let God work that in your life. Let God show you this is crucial to your relationship. So let's go back to this here. Fill in the blank. Present your request to God. Whatever it is, bring it to God. So what is he showing you today that's so critical in your life? 
It's up to you what you put in your blank. Are you willing to bring it to the Lord? And what does he say in his word? Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. Take a minute right now and search your heart and say, Lord, what is it? Just visualize the situation and say, Lord, what is it that I need to fill in the blank that I need your grace and mercy? That I need your help in. I need, I need healing. I need wisdom. I need forgiveness. I need grace. I don't know what it is, but I guarantee you, everybody's got something to put in that blank. I can promise you that. And most of us, if we're honest, there's probably several blanks. But no matter how many of the blanks there are, there'll never be too many that God can't help you with. I want you to hear that today. The number one thing I want to ask you and fill in the blank is if you die today, do you know for sure you go to heaven? And I pray you say yes. But I don't want you to just say yes. I want you to know it's yes. And you say, well, how can I know that? The Bible's very clear. It talks about this in Romans. It says, all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We all have sin, and sin separates us from life, from eternal life in Christ. But he also tells us when we put our faith and trust in the finished work of the cross, Jesus Christ paid our fire. He paid our sin debt in full. My question is, have you received that? Oh, I heard about it, buddy. Oh, I've been to church before. I didn't ask you that. I didn't ask you that. Let me tell you, unfortunately, I preach a lot of funerals. And there's nothing worse for a pastor to preach a funeral than not knowing if that one, a loved one there, knew the Lord. Yeah, let me tell you why. You know why? Because as Christians, we know the answer. What's the answer? If they have rejected the only way to heaven, guess what they got? Hell. Nobody wants to talk about that. And even when you're there, it's too late for them. But today it's not too late for us. So we're going to talk about it. Choose life. Bob said, what, what must I do to be saved? Call upon the name of the Lord. Right? Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. So today I'm going to ask you to close your eyes. Open your hearts and listen with your ears. If you were to die today, are you sure that you'd go to heaven? You say, well, I think so. I hope so. Look, let's, let's get it right. This has got to be right. This is the foundation. It's got to be right. So I'm listening, buddy. Okay. It's not just what buddy says. It's what the Bible teaches. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, the life. No one comes to the Father but by me. That means there's one way to heaven. One way. The Bible says it's by grace you are saved through faith. Not that of yourself. It is a gift of God. When you get a gift at Christmas time, don't you have to open it and receive it? I'm telling you about the gift that God gave you. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life, eternal life. So if that's what you grab and hold of today, pray this from your heart right where you're at. Dear Lord, I believe you're the son of God. Lord, I believe in the death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ for, for my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you. Come into my life, Lord. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm following you. Look up here. Let me tell you, if you've done that today, don't underestimate the power of what you've done. See, really, it's tied by faith into the power of the resurrection. That's what we have. I pray that you claim that today. And whatever it is to continue to live our life out in that abundance, fill in that blank. And give it to God. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Amen. Amen. Amen.